Hey y'all, welcome to the Visit Roswell podcast where we talk all things tourism and hospitality related in Roswell, Georgia. We will be interviewing our partners all throughout the community and hopefully inspiring you to plan a trip to visit Roswell at your natural pace. Gentlemen, this is Andy Williams with Visit Roswell, and welcome to another episode of Crafting Roswell, the podcast put on by the Convention and Visitors Bureau, where we talk all things hospitality and tourism throughout our community. And um, we're excited for today's guest because this is somebody that Visit Roswell, our team works with very often, um, has done an amazing amount of things for the community, uh, offers great food, great drink, great entertainment options, and we're, um, we're certainly excited about the opportunity uh, for this individual to talk business today, talk about uh, what the pandemic has done to local business, and, um, and really talk about the future with where uh, he is going with the business. So today we have with us Tim Stevens, owner of From the Earth Brewing Company. Welcome aboard, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, incredible uh, welcome, Andy. Appreciate you that. Absolutely. So, Tim, we're just going to jump right in. Um, we'll start out by giving our listeners a background. You know, obviously, a lot of folks in the Roswell area, you've cultivated really a nice following. And there are a lot of people who uh, who really know who you are and what you all are all about. But for those listeners who are maybe you know planning a trip from out of town or maybe who haven't heard about you, give us a little background on yourself and and really kind of where you came up through the ranks in regard to your professional career and um, particularly how you came up to, um, to be in a position to open up a brew pub in Roswell. Yeah, so, you know, my whole, my whole background, honestly, I, I was kind of born into the uh, restaurant industry. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been my passion and, and my, my livelihood since I was uh, even a young adult. I think my first waiting tables job was at 15. And um, uh, just kind of moved up from the ranks very slowly. <laughs> Uh, it seems anyways, um, you know, I moved up here when I was 21 to finish school at Georgia State and uh, was able to get a serving position at the Buckhead Diner with the Buckhead Life Group back in the heyday of the Buckhead Diner and uh, right before the Olympics and um, fell in love with that level of dining. That was really my first experience of more upscale, you know, fine dining um, serving and um, ended up, you know, really loving it. My, uh, my major in, in, at Georgia State was hotel restaurant management. So it was kind of a hand-in-hand -hand, um, uh, partnership. Um, as I was there, I was promoted very quickly. I was uh, promoted to um, manager at Nava in 97, about six months after it opened. And then shortly after I was there, I got promoted to general manager. Um, so I ended up being general manager of um, Nava for about four, four and a half years, and then they moved me over to Chops. So I was running several of their restaurants for um, eight to ten years. Is uh, is 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 what I was uh, with Buckhead Life um, as a general manager. So by the end, I was running all Chops, Lobster Bar, the Club, and Nava. Um, and uh, you know, with that, you learn a lot. You learn right. what not to do and what to do. Um, you know, during those times, it was really kind of a heyday. So we weren't like in the, the most recent mode with, with COVID uh, where we're, you know, uh, 
picking and choosing and, 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 and twisting and turning and trying to figure out what makes sense to, uh, to make a buck. Right. Um, back then we're just trying to maximize seats and, um, and make sure guests, you know, have a good time. Um, I, I, you know, as things progress and, and we, we, we moved into a pandemic, it was definitely, a uh, a change of gears and, and, uh, trying to look around and try to figure out what, uh, what makes sense and, and how we can help the community and, and how we can keep the doors open. You got it. Uh, yeah. That's kind of my, my background is, is really just, uh, mainly upscale dining, um, front of the house upscale dining. With that being said, you know, I, I work with, with Kevin Rathbun. In fact, Kevin's a, a partner in, in this project and, and hopefully we'll be in, in future projects as well. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got my feet underneath me. And, um, you know, I, I started looking at, at opportunities, um, I guess it was about six years ago. And my original plan was to do a steakhouse out here mm-hmm. and, um, went up to Asheville to, uh, to check out a few different, um, restaurants and fell in love with Wicked Weed. This was before they, they, um, they sold to Anheuser-Busch, but, uh, but really love the concept, love the um, attention to detail for the food and service side, as well as their phenomenal beers. Um, and uh, brought that concept back and started working on it and it took me about three years to put it together and then find a location and, you know, get it open. It was it was about a five year project all in all. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. And going back to, you know, your, I guess, roots at, a, at an earlier age, you know, so many people in the hospitality industry start out with that serving position <laughs> and it's uh I, I can remember working at a place called Stalvey's in my hometown of Covington and um good grief talk about a mix of clientele I mean it was awesome because in one table you'd have the family that tipped you you know 30 bucks on a relatively inexpensive meal and the next table I was getting cussed out because we didn't offer fried cauliflower that they remembered from being on the menu so it really does teach you how to kind of bob and weave and adapt to different situations. But, um, and that, that's good. You hit on something with regard to the brew pub, you know, serving food and what sets from the earth apart from some of our other local breweries and, uh, and breweries really in the Atlanta area in general is that you all are a brew pub, which means you serve food and, and you offer a full bar. So can you walk us, uh, you know, through some of the areas where you and, and the chef shine with regard to, um, to that all-inclusive kind of, you know, food and beverage minimum, or I'm sorry, a menu? Sure, yeah. Again, um, the, really the biggest difference between a brewery and a brew pub is a brew pub needs to sell 51% of food compared to a brewery where there is no food requirements and sales. Um, so yeah, you know, with my background being mainly in front of the house, you know, restaurant dining, we really wanted to have a different experience. Um when people walked in here, we wanted people to come in not only for the beer, but also for the food, our wine list, our craft cocktails, all of those different options. My wife doesn't drink beer. She drinks wine. Um, I don't want to, A, we, we all know who's running the show here, you know, I mean, <laughs> you got to make sure there's a killer wine list here, but more so, um, I, I didn't want people not to come in because they didn't like a certain thing, you know, why limit our exposure right off the bat with if, if people don't drink beer, they're not going to come in. So, right. you know, educating people to the fact that we are able to offer cocktails, quality cocktails and quality wines is is really different than than most breweries. Well, all breweries, for that matter, a, a lot of them now are 
you know, distilling their own uh, liquor. So they do have those offerings and or making their own wine. So they're able to offer wine as well. But um, we know how to make beer. You know, I, I didn't want to have to juggle and, and figure out, you know, different processes on 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 producing, you know, distilled spirits as well as wine. So we we focused on food and beer, obviously um to to create in-house um it's kind of fun because you know through this whole experience i was able to um see a lot more resources that roswell actually has to offer um you know during this opening we i, I was i was introduced to a, a guy named tony martin who owns this you know little farm right in downtown roswell mm-hmm. um so we started off really doing a lot with them. Um, they've grown and they're, they're really focusing on their CS, uh, CSA program right now. Um, so they don't have a ton of uh, product to, to sell to restaurants, but whenever there is, we're definitely in line to do that. Right. Um, we also like to repurpose our spent grain back to the farms that we actually purchase from so it can benefit you know, future harvests uh, with, with, with putting nutrients into the ground. So again, right. it's kind of like a full circle thing. Um, you know, but but yeah, getting back to the 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 chef-driven you know menu, um, it, it it gets boring with the menu not changing. You know, so we really want to focus on the menu changing every three months with seasons. You know, fried chicken might always be on the menu, but the sauces are going to be different. The right. sauces are going to be different. Um, you know, and 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 specials and things like that that we kind of got away from in the past year, year and a half. But this next. Uh, this, this next season moving forward, we're really going to focus on um, menu changes as well as specials. Awesome. And I've eaten it from the earth many a time. And um, there are a number of different things on the menu that, that I can recommend. Love the Brussels sprouts, love the fried chicken, killer hamburger, cheeseburger. Uh, one of my favorites, I, I'm assuming you all still offer it, is the from the earth, which is a yes. really a great veggie plate that, man, it's just, it's killer. But um yeah, I don't think you guys do anything that's not exceptional in the way of food. That's that's for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, and a, a fun fact kind of about From the Earth is that, you know, your beers are, and many of your beers are, are named after songs. And I know that music has a, a big impact on you all in the brew pub. So, um, you know, tell us where that comes into play and, and you know, what are, what are some of your favorites that are uh, favorite beers that are on tap even uh, that you would recommend? Sure. Yes. So, you know, our three passions are food, beer, and music. Um, And really, what better way to enjoy music with a couple of beers? I mean, it it really just goes hand in hand. So when developing this concept, we really wanted to make a strong push towards the live music that we host here. And even the the soundtrack that we play, you know, during non-live music events. Um, we want it to be uplifting. We want it to be fun. We want this to be a fun experience, not, you know, uh, got to go eat. You know, we want people to come in and have a different experience where they're just not, you know, they're, they're feeding their soul, not just their stomach as well. Um, but yeah, so, so we name all of our cocktails and uh, beers after song names. Um, you know, we, we have everything from Temptations um, to the um, actually the Beatles aren't currently on to, uh, the Rolling Stones, um, to widespread panic to, you know, really all over the board, some tool songs. All right. Um, so yeah, we're really kind of <laughs> diverse with our music selection, even though, you know, we kind of tend a little bit more towards the jam bandy type side, but, um, but yeah, no, we, we, we support and love all, or all sorts of music. That's awesome. I did not know that about tool. Um, yeah. 
play that. Yeah, drums. actually, that's that's one of my favorite to listen to, man. That that guy's got some crazy chops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two beers right now we have from Tool. It's uh, Golden Spiral and um, Third Eye, our Belgian. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'm gonna have to come in and try those just yeah. for the fact that you named them after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you guys have also seen some great success, you know, obviously you host, um, you know, amazing bands and, and live performances, but you've had you know great success with your drive-in concerts that have taken place throughout the pandemic too. So, um, you know, do you see that continuing? Do you, you think that's gonna be a part of the model, or do you hope to bring everything back indoors? What does that all look like to you? You know. Um... I hope we can keep this drive-in series uh, in in the swing of things. Um, it has been just so much fun for us to be able to produce. Um, I know the community is loving it. Um, it it's just been, it, it really has, has gotten us through this pandemic. I mean, uh, short and sweet, if I could name three things, that would definitely be number one. That is, that has changed the pendulum towards us being successful and making, I, I should rephrase that. Uh, not successful, making it so we can keep the doors open <laughs> and keep people employed. I mean, right now, that's the goal. We're not looking, you know, uh, I, I think every restaurant or, or every hospitality uh, uh, type business is right now just focused on keeping the doors open because the pandemic has hit so hard. Uh, but with that being said, we have been one of the lucky ones. We do have the space in the in the parking lot to be able to, to offer these Um you know, and all the way through the 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 produce boxes we offered in the early pandemic time frame to right. the driving concerts. Again, um, we were able to pivot and weave uh, to be able to to keep the doors open and keep people employed. That was that was the big goal. Yeah, and we've we've asked a number of our different um, guests on the podcast. You know, specifically what COVID has done and. We've even had a couple recently who opened businesses, you know, during the pandemic. And it was interesting to kind of uh, have those conversations to see what, what that all looked like. But, you know, it was a rough period. And, and here you all are, you know, back in March, having to basically shut down and then figure out what to do. But you all were also very proactive and you rattled off a few of those things that, that you did that really just should not fall within the wheelhouse of, of a brew pub. But and it, it, exactly like what you mentioned about offering produce boxes, which by the way, were amazing. <laughs> like some of the freshest produce, we yeah. love picking a couple of those up. But, um, you know, talk talk about what the business was like in that spring time frame when you all really had to sit down at the table and figure out, okay, what do we have to do to shift to make it through this? I know that was not a fun time and it still isn't a fun time, although we are starting to kind of see business pick back up and, and get back to hopefully a little bit of normal coming up here soon, but it was rough for a little while. Yeah, no, it was virtually impossible. Um, it, it, it went from, you know, regular service to 20% in your, 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 your gross sales um, in, in like literally the matter of a day. Um, so luckily again, you know, so, so let me back up a little bit. So my wife and I live in Roswell. Um, and that was really the main reason why we moved and opened a restaurant. I, I not moved. That's why we opened a restaurant in Roswell because we wanted to be a part of the community. And that's what I kept bringing back, uh, during those times is what would I need if I didn't have a restaurant? And so it was sanitizer. I mean, who would have thought sanitizer and toilet paper would have been, you right. know, reason for people to come into the restaurant. Uh, but it was. So we made sanitizer. We did um, 
the 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 boxes, the 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 vegetable boxes. We we were able to get some toilet paper, so we sold that. Um, we had just by dumb luck um, just started canning, like literally, I think it was March twenty first. So that whole luck of the draw, I should say, uh, really is is what helped us. My goal was is a to help guests uh, or 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 help the community get things that they weren't able to get. I mean, by that mean, uh, you know, chicken, um, steaks, uh, seafood, um, you know, the fresh produce. Uh, we were having that delivered twice a week. You know, really kind of change it into a, 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 you know, a curbside market where people didn't even have to get out of the car. Right. And the goal behind that was is to get people to come in or, or pull up, buy some beer, get a, a burger to go, you know, any of those things to help. And, and honestly, you know, the way Roswell came behind, and it wasn't just my restaurant, it was many restaurants, um, buying gift cards and, and, and really just doing everything they can to support us, which was just, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I mean, it was like, and, and I feel like we're very giving to the community um, when, when, when there's a need, if it's something that you know falls within our beliefs, we 100% want to get involved. Um, and I truly felt that that was 100% reversed during this, you know, uh, early stages of this COVID, where people were coming in supporting my staff um, and 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 buying what they could to keep us afloat. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, I, I say that we were jumping through hoops trying to keep. Uh, people engaged, but it was the the community that that kept kept our doors open, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely, totally agree, and and we saw that from the get go as well. And um, that is certainly a common theme throughout many of our food and beverage partners. It was you know, those who had done a really good job of building up community certainly felt the reciprocation of that um, during those hard times. So so kudos to you all for that. Um, and shifting gears a little bit, you know, something I want to talk about is. Back in 2019, you all had the idea to put on this Roswell Food and Beverage Festival. And, um, you know, we had a seat at the table as a visit Roswell. You brought in a number of other food and beverage partners um, and launched this thing. A lot of work, you know, particularly on your, your end was done behind it. We launched this thing hoping for the best, but seeing if it would kind of stick and take hold. And I don't think any of us really imagined how successful that would be in its first year. And uh, I still get comments about how awesome the food and beverage festival was, but obviously we didn't do that last year because, you know, we, we couldn't right. have those large scale events, but talk a little bit about that. And do you see that coming back? And um, what was the, uh, the overall, you know, feedback from the community from that event? Did you see? Well, I mean, I, honestly, I think the biggest feedback was, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but but thank you. I mean, East Roswell has been really starved for any sort of cool events like that. And um, East Roswell, you know, opened their arms up and, and, and hugged it really tight because they were huge supporters in this whole thing. Um, you know, will we do it again? Absolutely. I'm, I'm bummed we weren't able to do it last year. Um, you know, I, I think each year we need to improve and, and to, uh, to make it a, a, a more Roswell-focused event. And, um, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit. I, I really think we can do some cool things. I really want to continue to keep it very um, interactive. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and more than just a taste around, you know, I want people to, to meet chefs and, and to meet, uh, um, you, you know, people putting cocktail programs together and, you know, really to be a, 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 a full circle type event where, um, you know, guests that usually aren't able to, to rub shoulders with, with uh, the, the exec chefs or, or, you know, the brewmasters or really whoever, uh, they're, they're out there and, and, and talking and hopefully learning something uh, along the way. Right. And I will say that what was such cool um, and so very cool about this event was it was, it was interactive. Uh, we had a number of different, you know, cooking demonstrations, wine tasting demonstrations, um, you know, we broke down a whole hog. There were a lot of different things throughout the day that would really allow for the patrons to get up close and personal to see how some of this stuff really took place. And it was just, what a fun day. It was an awesome day. I think we held it on a Sunday and it just, um, man, it was just fun. You could feel in the air. And I think everybody there was just all smiles and having a good time. So we certainly look forward to being involved in that uh, when the day comes for us to bring that back. Um, so coming back around too, to something you had mentioned earlier, I want to make sure we talk about you recently started canning, uh, you know, previously you served from the tap room, uh, you know, you've got the, the tanks and everything and people can come in and check out, you know, check out what's going on through the windows and all that. But now you're actually canning and you're making it a little bit easier for people to come in and grab a six pack. What's the long-term goal with that? Uh, world domination. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, honestly, this was just kind of a natural step to grow the brand. Um, you know, we uh, we luckily have had a killer brewmaster here, Brian, uh, since day one. He, he worked under Kevin McNerney, uh, who started Sweetwater Brewing for the first year and a half and took over the reins about a year and a half ago. And um, the beers coming out have just been fantastic. Um, with that being said, the next step was canning. You know, we, we were doing beers and crawlers and um, doing that to order and people were waiting a little bit too long and are, um, it, it was just not as convenient for the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, plus I didn't love committing to 32 ounces of beer every time I sat down to have a beer. So that was the other, <laughs> that was the other big, uh, big thing. But yeah, so we started canning a little over a year ago or right out a year ago. And, um, it's, it's opened our doors. Now we're, we're, we're talking with the guys at Publix and, and Kroger and, um, uh, I, I know Grapes and Grain right over here in Alpharetta is carrying us. Uh, Total Wine is also carrying us. And a lot of the other smaller mom and pop uh, liquor stores are also um, um, uh, taking, uh, supporting us as well. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we are in, in several uh, local restaurants, or uh, de- definitely in restaurants. We're, we're probably more prominent in restaurants than we are in, in the, uh, the liquor stores, but we're, we're working to grow into that as well. Well, add one more to your list because my beer fridge in the garage is also carrying you. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, and I know Ted, our group sales manager, um, stops by and picks up a few six packs whenever he can too. So um, good stuff. No doubt about it. Well, you got it. And one of the things too, that I want to make sure we highlight is you all offer an incredible food truck. And I think, think people oftentimes think, oh, it's all about going to the brick and mortar establishment or going to the particular event that From the Earth is hosting, but you all are able to mobilize. And I know during the pandemic, you know, you got into where you're um, doing some neighborhood parties, you're able to cater, you're able to, you know, to cater full-scale events. Um, You know, talk about that being an arm of your business as well. Well, again, during this whole 
um, you know, jumping through hoops during the pandemic, we, we came up with a concept to open a beer garden on the river and purchased a food. It's really a mobile kitchen is what it is. Um, unfortunately, after about uh, a month of being open on the river, they had to, um, to close us down due to the spike in COVID cases. Uh, so we were stuck with a, with a mobile trailer. So then we started thinking outside the box with, you know, how we can bring this trailer to people um, in a safe environment during, you know, this whole pandemic. And uh, we came up with the idea of, of doing um, either pre-orders where guests can, you know, we can design a menu for the, for the neighborhood and they can pre-order it. So nobody's there, you know, congregating with, with large groups. Um, or we slimmed it down to do like um, multiple course beer or, or wine dinners in a cul-de-sac. Right. So you have, you know, uh, five or six couples we set up tables that are all social distance. We bring the mobile kitchen out and we actually service multiple courses and then pair it with wine or beer as well. Uh, so those were a lot of fun. We ended up doing about eight or 10 of those. Mm -hmm. And um, and then uh, many of the actual food trucks where we just pull up and, and people pre-ordered from the food truck as well. Right. Moving forward, we're gonna be utilizing that truck in the parking lot for our drive-in concerts. Um, we're still going to be offering catering, uh, in addition to, um, you know, when we have it, uh, out here, but, um, that's going to be our main focus for the spring and summer for the, for the mobile kitchen. Uh, but it is still available, especially during the week, um, to do neighborhood gatherings or, uh, or, you know, even corporate stuff. Awesome. Well, and then going back to brick and mortar, you all are still available for, you know, hopefully when we start to see some of this corporate, um, come back for, you know, receptions and, uh, you know, if we've got conventions and groups in town that want to do a buyout, your space is able to be bought out with an F&B minimum uh, for usage, right? Sure, absolutely, yes. We, we actually are able to subdivide a little bit as well. So if the party's not quite uh, the size of a total buyout, we can, we can do the, the patio and or partial dining room buyouts as well. So yeah, we, we definitely um, like our corporate and uh, big event uh, um, uh, gatherings. Perfect. Yeah. So for any of our listeners who, um, you know, represent particular companies or associations, member-based organizations, nonprofits, uh, please keep from the earth in mind for that. It's a, a great venue for that offering as well. Um, all right. So Tim, we asked all of our different uh, guest interviewees, a series of questions here towards the end, honing in on, on really the local focus uh, of Roswell as a destination. So how would you tell a visitor if you had somebody coming in from out of town experience Roswell um how to experience Roswell well um you know what's cool about Roswell is the outdoor options um I love the river I love mountain biking um you know those are two big things that, that I that the hiking around here is second to none I mean it, it, it's really like uh, a mountain getaway right here in Roswell, which I personally love. So I would recommend that. The dining in Roswell is fantastic. Um, you know, there's there's many, many, really any concept you wanna go to here that is top notch um, and growing, which is always nice too. You know, there's, there's some restaurants that are coming up that I'm really, really excited uh, for them to open. A Street, uh, A Street uh, in particular, uh, right, right next to you guys actually. Right, right. Yeah. right. Um, so yes, you know, dining, uh, and, and really the outdoors are the two things that I would focus on, uh, with, with, with friends or anybody coming in, uh, into Roswell. Perfect. 
All right, now give us five words that you would use to best describe Roswell's community. All right, um, vibrant, uh, diverse, outdoors, community, and fun. Right on. I love the, the fact that fun keeps popping up. I mean, it's it's a basic word. It's a basic descriptor, but I mean, you got to have it. And I, I actually, it's one of my favorite things that some of our interview, interviewees have been saying. They've been popping up saying it's fun. And it really kind of goes back to, especially, man, if we can get through all of this, when events start coming back and festivals and things start blooming. And it, this city is, is awesome when you can just get out and about, grab a beer, go walk down the sidewalk, hit a festival, get on the river. It really is. It's, it's an escape from the everyday yeah. world. I, we're, we're so great about that as a destination so i love that you worked that one in there um so as we wrap it up tim tell all of our listeners uh where they can get more information on from the earth sure you can go to our uh, website ftebrewing.com our facebook page is very up to date as well um i think that's just from the earth brewing company on facebook um and then we're located just on the east side of 400 on holcomb bridge um 1570 holcomb bridge road in the connections uh, shopping center. Perfect. And thanks again to everybody for tuning in. I uh, look forward to being with you all next time for more information on Roswell as a destination for all things, restaurants, hotels, things to do, parks to visit, everything Chattahoochee River related. Check out www.visitroswellga.com and we will look forward to catching you on another episode of Crafting Roswell soon. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, yeah.